This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. So today we're talking about dealing with haters. And yes, there are even haters in the education space. And often, they're even more on the high horse than in any other industry. So education is this industry of knowledge, and everyone professes to have knowledge in the industry, which, of course, they do. So then it's really easy to have your thoughts or your words or your statements questioned by someone who thinks that they know better than you do. Someone who doesn't believe what you believe or doesn't see things the way that you do. And then what feels frightening for us as entrepreneurs in the education space is that there's so much research out there that we can't possibly read all of it. So what if everything that we believe is wrong and the haters are right? What about our reputation then? But you know, more often than not, when we receive a hater response, that person is only focusing on one tiny thing and it's to meet their own agenda because, you know, they've got no context. They haven't bothered to get context because they don't want context because that's not the goal for them. What they want is some kind of gratification, which is probably nothing to do with you at all. But in the moment, it doesn't feel like that. It feels really personal and I've experienced this a fair bit, to be honest. So what's important for us then to know in these situations, and it's this, how we respond to this resistance to our message, service, our product is key. So we need to have strategies to deal with haters when they pop up in our lives, because if we don't, then we can be paralyzed from growing our education business for fear of what haters might say publicly about us or our business. So what even is a hater? Is it someone who says bad things about us all the time? Is it someone who sends you awful personal messages? Is it someone who slates you on social media so everyone else can see? Is it a genuine customer with a valid point? And the truth is that the answer is all of the above. Because perception is everything. And if you feel that they are a hater even if they're only a hater in that moment, then they are a hater to you and you should deal with them accordingly in that moment. So I've got nine points to cover when it comes to dealing with haters in the education space. So let's just get to it. So the first one is listen to them. And that's probably not what you want to hear, but they want to point out what they think you don't do well in a lot of circumstances. So listen to what they've got to say. Sometimes you'll have justifications for why they are wrong because you've got a bigger idea and they're looking at that tiny thing, but sometimes they'll have a point. And if it's the latter, then just use it as good information to improve what you do in a way they're kind of doing you a favor. So, you know, maybe say thanks. Number two, use it as an opportunity. So respond to them in the right way. It's more important what your audience can see rather than what the hater says or does. It's a great time to be able to show your character and your knowledge. So think of it as them doing you a favor. Do you see the theme? Um, If it's public, then they're drawing attention to your business. So use this as an opportunity to tell your side of the story. Give them the context that they didn't ask for before voicing their opinion so that everyone else can see the context as well. They're giving you an opportunity to share more. So it's actually possible to turn a hater around, even though it's not essential, but use the opportunity to become more understood. Number three, be really lovely to them. 
So it is possible to kill someone with kindness. And what an amazing testament to you if you do that while everyone else is watching. It's amazing. So it's easy for us to want to get our back up, but let your guard down and show vulnerability. But this is nothing to do with a hater. It's all about your opportunity to turn this into something good. Number four, believe that good wins in the end. So I know it's hard and I'm going all Disney on you, but I, I honestly believe if you believe, then good will win out. If you believe it, it will happen. So it might take time, but keep showing your integrity, what your business is really about, and people will see people are not daft. But trust your audience and keep giving them reasons to believe in you and show that you believe as well. Number five, don't dwell on it. So don't give your time over to it, to it because what you focus on becomes true. Just like I've said, if you believe it will happen, it will. So this is so hard to tackle. Dwelling on haters comes back to you over and over again in your business journey and you have to keep dealing with it. So a new hater shows up and then you've got to get over that one and what they're saying. And oh, I've done so much work to not take things personally. In fact, to take things less personally. And the fact that I've used the word less there implies that there's always going to be an element of taking it personally that you're going to struggle with because, you know, that's true for me. When you've grown a business from scratch with your own idea, then it can be really difficult to separate yourself from the business. And we forget that a hater, people, see the business as a business. It's soulless and it's making a ton of money and they are possibly jealous. And... They don't always think rationally when they address the business. They don't think about the person or the people behind that business. So a great cure or distraction for dwelling on haters is having much bigger problems to focus on. So put your energy somewhere else. Put your energy into growth, whether that be in your business or personal growth. In my experience, when your haters realize that they're not having the desired effect on you, then they just stop doing it as much. And you know what? Take delight as well, knowing that they're focusing on the wrong thing for their life or even for their business, because sometimes, unfortunately, it is a competitor in disguise. And you'll know that. And that just says a lot more about them than it does about you. You don't have to let everybody know about it. You can know. But know that they are spending their time trying to bring you down rather than focusing their energy on growing their business. So actually useful to you that's a gift and keep reminding yourself of that number six it's not personal yeah this is hard it really isn't personal so what they say really isn't about you it's actually about them it's about whatever is going on in their life what their frustrations are what they perceive you have and they don't and this is all about perception isn't it the struggles that they have that they think are just easy for you, which are probably not, but they think it is. And they haven't, they haven't realized the work that needs to be done on themselves instead of projecting what's wrong with their life outwards. But personal development, guys, everything comes back to that. You know, I'm a massive advocate. And one of the reasons why we have haters is because some people don't understand the power of personal development. So as business leaders, it's our our job to be really on top of that and understand that. Seven then, 
don't let it stop you from having your say. So recently, I had a post on Instagram, and it was about selling £1.2 million in a year to teachers. And I got backlash on that from a teacher. So she didn't think it was right that I was making money out of teachers. But she missed the point completely. And she wasn't my ideal client, obviously. She didn't have the context. So if you've interacted with me at all before, then you'll know that it's not about, ooh, £1.2 million to be greedy. It's about helping teachers and being able to reinvest that into more resources and also about the whole team being fairly rewarded for what they've given. So people see a figure like one million and instantly assume, oh, that's profit. They shouldn't have that, especially when they've got no idea about running a business and they forget about, oh, hang on, a massive percentage of salaries and then you've got the insurance and the office space and the VAT and all the other expenses because what I didn't talk about was a million pound profit. Now, I could have thought, oh my word, I never want to talk about my achievements again and I shouldn't help other education entrepreneurs grow their businesses because I don't want teachers to take me the wrong way. And do you know what? I've got a real risk here as well. I sell to teachers at Classroom Secrets and I really don't want them to misunderstand me. In fact, this is the kind of thing that actually held me back from teaching education business in the past when it was suggested to me that this is an area I could go into. And it's why I took so long to get to grips with the fact that this is my thing. But what I did do was I used it as an opportunity then, this post on social media, to explain what it really meant. And also to stand up for others in education business as well, because if I don't do it, then who's going to do it? Because one thing I've experienced is that, you know, there is this small section of the teaching community who believe things like resources should be free for teachers and... You know, I'd love that. I'm not against that at all. It would be great if it was a thing. I wish it was a thing. But generally, they bark up the wrong tree by expecting the whole sector to work for free and businesses to pay for it because that's not even a business. How, how would that even work? Nobody walks into Morrison's and expects to pick up free potatoes and all the staff to be volunteers. It just That's not how society works. You know, if it's going to be for free for teachers then someone still has to pay for it and it would need to be funded by the government or something. So the key is in the explanation. I need to keep telling everyone why my message is important and explaining why that is so that I can work in a space that sells to teachers but also helps other education entrepreneurs sell to teachers even though that might be something that some people might not like the sound of. So my next point leads on really nicely because... Sometimes a hater is not thinking sensibly or logically about the whole picture. And that's point eight that's really important to remember. Most of the time, they're not considering the whole picture because they don't even see the whole picture. So the higher up I end up being elevated, I suppose you could say in my work, for example, to CEO in the company or becoming more known in the education space, the harder I find this people not seeing the big picture because obviously I have more of a bird's eye view than most people and not many people can see it the same way as me and they only see their perspective which usually omits elements and you know we've all got a tendency to do that even you know even when we do have a bird's eye view we've all got um biases and we've all got um agendas that we that we want to push so that hater is thinking about one area that they can moan about and how that links to their current circumstances. And it's nothing to do with you, and it's all to do with them. 
you just need to keep reminding yourself that they are not coming from a complete picture place, so it doesn't make them right. And the ninth point then, the last point is, it's inevitable. So if you're growing your business and becoming known, then it will happen, you will get haters. So the bigger your audience grows, the more haters you will get, because you know it kind of works on a percentage basis. So the more, uh, the more your audience grows, and the more haters you will have, but it will be the same percentage. So I feel like, you know, it can be harder in education because there is a lot more red tape and we don't want to stand out as saying the wrong thing because it can be quite damaging. But if you don't say anything, if you say nothing, then you don't have a business. You know, have to be solid on your reasons for why you do what you do and why you've got a point. You know, you're not saying, well, it's my way or the highway or you shouldn't be anyway. What you're doing is offering another solution. You're offering a different point of view with what you believe and why you believe it. And it's your job to get really confident in that and keep speaking out even when you're afraid. And to do that, you need to come back to personal development and do the work within. And that's how you keep yourself topped up with this courage, energy and enthusiasm that you you need to move forward and deal with the haters on a sometimes weekly basis, sometimes monthly basis. I mean, if you're really big, probably daily basis. So that's my two penneth then on dealing with haters in the education space. So if you don't have any haters yet, then that's a sign that you need to grow your audience more. (laughs) So if this has been helpful at all, then please sign up to my weekly email where I share more tips to help you grow your education business and also the UK education news that I use with my team at Classroom Secrets as well um, and my team at the Education Business Club. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk. 